0: Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way.
1: All right. Welcome to the Aussie Ambitions podcast. I'm finally excited to talk about this topic, which is migration. It's something that people relate to Australia a lot. And we are lucky to have a registered migration agent with us today. Her name is Seema. Hi, Seema. How are you?
0: Good, Scott. Thank you for having me.
1: Excellent. So Seema Chauhan, did I say that correctly? Absolutely. All right. Excellent. So she's got a very varied background. And um, so migration is a topic that we will be able to chat about a little bit but it goes beyond that. Um you, you can tell us a bit more. Um if I were just ask you the question, what uh what do you do during your day to day?
0: So I, I am a migration agent. Um I came to Australia nearly 23 years ago as an international student. Um I fell in love with Australia, I fell in love with the Gold Coast and I have been calling it home since then.
1: So that's uh that's a very really well established uh, time that you've been here. And, yes. uh, I guess there'll be various things that you've done Fair to say, uh, the journey from being a student to where you are now, uh, has the, has the Gold Coast changed a lot over the years or pretty, pretty static?
0: It has, it has Gold Coast, um, uh, in a lot of, uh, in a lot of ways. Um, um, I can, I can only talk as an international student when you came, um, it was quicker to get from A to B. Um, but obviously, it takes more time now. There's there's a lot more people. But then, we're, uh, Gold Coast is part of you know growth journey. Gold, Gold Coast is growing, so um, that's one thing. The other thing is um, Gold Coast has become very multicultural as well now. Um, there's people from all all different parts of the world calling Gold Coast home now. So it has changed in those two aspects. But it looks as beautiful as it did looked day one i arrived here
1: okay now that helps paint the picture again so yes. for people listening in um they're probably getting up to speed with you know the gold coast being a smaller city but it's obviously got surface paradise so hence it is almost paradise yes. in many ways uh in the natural beauty um but then in the people here and so in your would you describe the gold coast as a in your global view like is it a multicultural
0: yes City. Yes, it is very multicultural. There's there's a lot of um dif- people from different ethnic backgrounds here. Some first generation, some second generation, some fifth generation. So um who've come and, you know, uh, come from different parts of the world. Um the um First Nation people are the real people who've been here. Most of the, uh, everyone else has arrived from their ancestors have arrived from somewhere else or the other. So um I'm first generation but yeah.
1: Okay. And so you're here um Again, so and you've established yourself for for many years. So you've got a family here and yes, kids I going have, to school and yes, all that.
0: Yes, I have. I have twin girls. Um, they're 15 and they go to school locally. And um, um, we've you know we've enjoyed our journey being on the Gold Coast, and um, they they love being here too.
1: Neat. All right. Well, this helps fill in the picture about um, maybe what the role of a uh, not only a migration agent, but a registered migration agent. I think there's some a distinction there about there's educational qualifications needed and uh, it's quite a perhaps a regulated
0: uh, role. Could
1: you tell Um, us a bit more about that?
0: So um, at the moment, you need to be, um, you need to have to study at uni. Um, When I did the course, I just needed to do a graduate certificate um, at the university, which I did at Griffith. Um, but I think you have to now do one-year course um, to be registered as a migration agent. You need to be Australian permanent resident or citizen to do this course. Um, and uh, you need, I think you also need prior education or work experience in the field to study the course.
1: Okay. <clears throat> one other thing, I'll just circle back because I want we- to we were looking at um, people doing interesting things on the Gold Coast. We picked up in your profile, and one of the keywords that's listed is uh, super connector. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, what makes you a super connector?
0: So um, I studied in three different continents. I, um, I went to, you know, I did my schooling in India. Um, I came to Australia and did my bachelor's and master's here. I also did an exchange program in Denmark. So I've met people from different parts of the world. Um, I, uh, I love to connect and reconnect with people. Um, and I keep in touch. So, um, I, I, I introduce people to each other um uh, and this is not just for business purposes it's you know for social needs or um and different multicultural groups as well and uh, i i thrive on doing that okay connecting people
1: and 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 there is in the past there's been some travel as well right so you admit perhaps would go to other countries um india or yes. europe or
0: yes. north america yes i've traveled around the world yeah all right excellent <laughs> yes. um
1: is that something you enjoy doing just personally
0: absolutely i i I would co- like to call myself Globetrotter, and COVID has played a sport in that. <laughs>
1: it has. It has. Um,
0: oh, but you know, we, we will travel again.
1: Yeah, and it's, I think again. that's what a lot of people may be curious about at the moment. It's kind of the current state of things. People would be thinking, okay, here's a, a registered migration agent. She would have uh, a part to play in helping yes. people start their journeys, a new country, uh, and yes. so on. But that would have been quite disrupted, I imagine
0: it is yes because borders are closed and i think our borders um you know um, even australians are not allowed to leave australia unless it's on a you know an exceptional ground or compelling or ca- compassionate ground or you're leaving for long term so um it's it's a bit hard at the moment but you we've got a beautiful country we we're within our borders um you know we we can travel um however um, in terms of um, people coming in um, it's it's hard. Unlike the rest of the world, where people are traveling, they're traveling from one country to another without even quarantining. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Well, I, if I can just put this out there yeah. for the again the people listening in, just to kind of navigate, because this is one of the first times we've put a topic out first, and then we've got someone that could literally help us through some of the main questions out there. So, if I if you were to describe um, the migration field, a uh, field of work, is it primarily I'll just put it out there. Is it primarily like a skilled migration facilitation or is it all aspects of just someone's expressing interest in relocating and then therefore there's visas and things and you just help everyone? How does that work?
0: Um, so th- there's different sorts of migration, right? Even the temporary residents who come here. So you could come here for on a work visa. You can come on a working holiday visa. You could come here on a visitor's visa. You could come here as a student. Um, you know, general skilled migration, so it's very skill based. Uh, employer skilled migration, business skills. So you can come through various different pathways, and then there's always family migration.
1: Family. And yes. I'm not sure if I missed that, yeah. but students as well is yes. a big part of it, right? Yes,
0: yes. That's a pathway. A lot of students, um, Australia is attractive to students because they think that is a step towards, um, you know, uh, settling down in the country.
1: Okay. So we've described the, I guess um, the all walks of life that people could get, uh, that could pursue migration. And do you think it's, is there one common trait that, that people share? Like when people approach you and say, all right, we'd like to get some assistance in this area. Are they a certain type of person? Are they like go getters? Are they explorers? Are they? Is there a bit of hardship? They're trying to reset their life.
0: Every, everyone's got different reasons, you know. Someone could come from a war torn country, like refugees, right? Then, then someone could be very well settled in their own field of work, um, and they want to explore Australia, maybe, maybe for financial gain, you know, be, better, better pay packets here, or uh, someone would want to come here just for better education um you know australia has some world class universities and then pursue work here some some follow their family it's a lot of people follow their family they've already got some family here and they think okay we want to be closer to our family so those are the different pathways that uh, but it, there's no set there's no set reason why people there's no one specific reason
1: okay and what's your thoughts on how that relates to perhaps other countries so given that you've traveled a bit um i can relate to actually migrating myself so i was born in canada relocated to australia and there was a certain pathway that was available at that time and i had to actually go through lots of hoops to to get get that but um is it a is it a challenging process is there a lot of things that obviously they need to manage the the movement of people around the world right otherwise just be this hop on a plane and go um what's your feeling around the ease of uh, changing and moving here
0: um so it's some people it depends how complicated your case is or you know but i i would recommend most people to use an um a registered migration agent because um if you know um things change so drastically um uh, but from the by the time you 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 decide to lodge and you collect all your information forms could change um, legislation could change. You, from being eligible, you could become not eligible. Like at the moment, <clears throat> only priority list applica- applicants are being invited to make an application or being granted the visas. So, if you have a registered migration agent doing the job for you, at least you know that you've got most up to date information. Um, some of the forums, as you know, we were discussing before, some of the forums might have. Old, outdated information, and um, if you look through the website, it could also mean that uh, you might have not understood the way the legislation is written. You know, uh, so yeah. And and and, and as um, experienced migration agents, you know, I've been doing this for more than twelve years. Um, I sometimes have to reread the legislation again to make sure that I have understood everything. You know, accurately. So
1: That's, I'm glad you highlighted that because there's obviously with anything, everything there are. There's a a governmental process. They're the one that set the rules, right? Absolutely. And then it's for everyone else to sort of read through those rules, interpret it, and then try to make it work for their their situation. Um, but things can change. Yes. And it's fair to say there's some money involved. It depends. I mean, I've I've heard of parental visas like tens of thousands or fifty thousand. I'm not sure what the amount is, but it, so each
0: s- each parent is about uh, I'd say. Oh. Forty-three thousand dollars that just goes to the government at the end of it. When you, just before the visa is being granted, then you know ten or fourteen thousand, either of them, to be given to um, um, for assurance of support, which you do get back in ten years. Ten years time, but it, at that moment, yes, parent visas probably the contributory parent visa is one of the most expensive ones. Yes, but even partner visa is expensive. Um, um, it's seven thousand dollars plus. Right, so um,
1: fair to say, if you were to take a misstep, either there's going to be a delay in the yes, application, which yes. time is money, and maybe absolutely. people have family circumstances to do things sooner than later. Yes. Um, so obviously, there's a tremendous value in doing it uh, efficiently, just like any professional advice. Absolutely,
0: right? absolutely.
1: Um, interesting, interesting. Um, and so if I got this right, you yourself had a migration journey and a story.
0: Right? Absolutely. And
1: it was as a student.
0: Yes. And so I, from student, yes. And did
1: you have? Someone guiding you through that process, or was it a bit of a self informed journey?
0: And interestingly, you asked that. It was self, self done. And that's what made me, uh, when, you know, um, as we were discussing before, when we were, when I had my twin girls, I had to, I was in hospitality and films before that. And I had to uh, decide to change a career because um, long hours was just wasn't, I had to find something nine to five so that, you know, if someone else has to look after my children between those hours. So um, I, because I'd done that application myself, um, it, um, it, you know, encouraged me to do the course and hence I did the course. And I said, this, this, it was really interesting to do my own application myself. Um, and, uh, that that's the reason behind it. And then once I started doing the course, I just absolutely loved it.
1: That's neat. I mean, a lot of this, uh, type of conversation can be oriented towards people that are kind of interested in fields of work and it's like pursuing at a certain point, you may not have a person might not have the same role their whole life like they have life stages and maybe there's a chance to consider something new yes so oh
0: ab- absolutely and it's it's your areas of interest you know, some courses um, don't take that much time. Like back then, it just took me one semester of university, so four subjects. It does take one year now to do this course, but there are courses and and it adds on to your skill, you know. So, you, you've already got some life skills or some work experience. And if you do another course, it just adds on. And it's not like you start from scratch again. You've got this work, um, you know, real life work experience behind you.
1: Okay. And and. And just to go one step further with yeah. that that role, I can imagine that there would be certain, a certain number of applicants from various regions. So, um, uh, and then, and it, maybe it's just based on word of mouth. So within cultural circles, people hear, you know what, Australia is a great place to live. Um, uh, thinking in Canada, people would have thought, well, why are you going to Australia? That seems a bit odd. Like we have everything here that's The rest great.
0: of the world's going to Canada.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they've got their own, right? It's like a reverse yes. thing. Everyone's trying to jump in there, Yes, which is fine. They have their own programs. Um, and there's lots of space there, Yes, <laughs> especially up north. Yes. But in your case, is it a case where you were familiar with one particular country, say like Indian India or, and people with Indian background and training and therefore the cultural experience? Or could you assist someone from any country, say any Russia? Country. Yes, Ukraine? absolutely.
0: Um, though some people, um, they are more comfortable with, um, you know, Another an, an agent who can speak their language, so they're more comfortable in, in that aspect. Whereas I've had equal number of clients from Europe, as many as from India. So um, it's just sometimes people are comfortable in a certain language and uh, they will choose a migration agent based on that language.
1: I can 100% imagine yes. that. Uh, and, and certainly languages plays a key part. That was actually one of the major hurdles um, for... My, I guess my, I call it my cohort. So of my yes. year it was I think two thousand nine. Everyone was trying to get the uh, I think it was called an IELTS test, which yes. is like an English language test. Yes. Um, even for native uh, people that speak English.
0: Yes. So y- you, bec- you, because you had Canadian passport, um, you would meet the basic requirement, but to get higher points, um, you'd have to take the test. Yeah. It yes. was,
1: I mean, yeah, I, uh, obviously there's and
0: there's more t- tests available now. From back then, I think it was just IELTS primarily. Okay. But there's more English testing. Um, you know, different tests available like PTE and TOEFL and Cambridge.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So in terms of a readiness, I mean, this is just a, t- on the general audience out there. So in terms of getting, your, uh, getting ready, or yes. obviously there's a bit of a preliminary step. They're not going to engage a migration agent on day one. They'll probably just do a little bit of self-information, mm-hmm. realize, oh, I better get some advice on this, and so on. But then is there a readiness checklist that, that people should follow, such as? um evaluate your own skills see how you could contribute to the new company like create a little case for yourself and you know eventually you do, do you mean
0: before coming to an agent or before lodging yourself
1: before coming to an agent before even pursuing migration cuz like yes. I, I see it as a as a path and then you may seek help and you should yes. probably seek help on the way but um yeah i'm just curious about do you almost require people to get organized before they come to you?
0: So m- most agents have this you know, data capture form. So they, they send you a form. They ask you the right questions. You fill those answers and an, a- and an agent can assess you know, what, what you're eligible for.
1: Okay. All so right.
0: That's how it works. Um, but if you're trying to figure out yourself, you've got a whole immigration website to navigate.
1: The government website. Yes,
0: yeah. absolutely. And, and it is very user-friendly. It is user-friendly. That's good. As long as you know what to, you, you know, if you've got family, then you know, okay, I'm going to check the family migration pathway. And if it's general skilled, um, then you check the general skill pathway, and, you know, your points test. It's employer-sponsored. You've got to have an employer who's going to sponsor you. So there's different pathways. In, uh, and the websites, as I said, for user-friendly Yeah. Um, if if you want to do it yourself. Okay, interesting.
1: What, what You just mentioned employer sponsorship, yes. and that was actually my... My main experience about coming here and then starting work was a lot of people that worked for the company were sponsored workers, yes. and that was kind of eye opening for me. Yes. They, I had this uh, relief that I could come here and work, and basically choose any place that, I, that suited me to work. But yeah. these other people were on a. I think they'd gone through migration, but it was um, time bound. It was like four years, and the clock was ticking, and they yes. had to get another level of sponsor. Do you feel that kind of pressure? Do people have this uh, psychological roller coaster?
0: Oh yes, yes. And um, you know, I I've had this discussion. I think migration agents should should also be taught a component in counselling, <laughs> right. which which my course didn't have, um, because um, we carry the emotional baggage with the client as well a, a lot of times, just being an agent, um, and especially you know with COVID last year, so many clients. Um, because migration slowed down, and you know a lot of people are in waiting um you 're constantly reassuring your client, just please be patient um because these clients uh, whom you had assumed are going to be granted visa in say a few months' time they 're still with you after two years or whatever, so a year or a plus um so um yes you you, <laughs> you know pro- you know what I mean yeah it's, for sure,
1: and I imagine you, you would um they of course would appreciate your guidance and your yes. reassurance just to yes. know what's going on because even if the website's great and all that yes. um chances are they're not going to be up to the minutes with every little no. thing so, you're uh, seeing so visas
0: do have standard processing times there's global standard processing times and they are published on the on the departmental website but they change you know it's not like if if a visa is going to be granted within six months it could change tomorrow to 10 months and then go on to 12 months so it you know, that keeps changing based on um government policies. And, you know, a lot of as I said, a lot of things changed since COVID last year. So
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, this is again sticking on topic. I can imagine there are some hot buttons on any kind of topic. You know, there'll be um, you know, positive you know, contribution you're making, you're helping oh. people's lives, settlement, and they're much much happy. Imagine they they must be so elated when they get the visa. Is that right? Yes.
0: Oh, yes. That that phone call. Uh, I never send the email. I always make a phone call. And you know, um, I call myself um, for my business, which is about Australian migration, founder and core dreamer You know, I dream the dream with you. So, uh, uh, you know, it's almost to, to migrate is a very big decision to to you know relocate to another country and um so i help i tell them i will help you you know achieve your dream um and you obviously try the best and um there's no you can't guarantee success because you're not the decision maker right the decision has to be made by the department but you help them through that process and you do to to the best of your ability you you know you apply law and lodge the application for them and uh go on that journey with you in between um someone will fall pregnant have a baby get married and and you're just on that ride with them.
1: Right. So very, very personal, almost intimate type yes. of life moments, right? And, yes. Um, it's like a trusted very, relationship. Very,
0: very. And a lot of my clients stay in touch. Um, uh, you know, they do stay in touch for a long period of time. Um, um, I have clients from since when I started, um, even back from like 2009, I'm now doing their parent visas so many years later, and quite a few of them. So um they they stay on, you know, they stay on with you and and they bring you clients. My clients, uh it works on word of mouth, my clients bring me clients.
1: Yeah, we chatted about that before. Yes. So it's uh, one of those rare professions where of course you welcome new inquiries and things like that, yes. but it's not the type of thing where you need to be on the, you know, actively pursuing just to try to make a, a viable yes. career or business. if you
0: can do that, you know, if if you can do that these days. Um on the internet you know you can you can find new clients and you can find uh, you know new um opportunities however um everyone's got their own way of running their business and my clients bring me clients it's
1: nice and that, that is a neat takeaway for people that have their own business as yes. well have a think about that is that uh, a model that you can embrace because it certainly would be more efficient yes right um you've got this whole network that's advocating for you and Absolutely. Um, sharing their stories it's yes. like a, you know, some of it can be online and you've got testimonials and all this, but yeah, sometimes it's just inner circles. Yes. Family, like it's, it's that connected, isn't it? Family, yes. We're talking about family. Absolutely. And, friends
0: and, and friends. yes, yes. Family, friends or, or potential, you know, their friends back home as well who want to come and who've seen them do well here. And they say, okay, we want to come and they say, oh, I'll connect you to my migration agent.
1: That's neat. So what percentage of people do make it through that process? I mean, like you said, there could be lots of factors that wouldn't assume, and it's not necessarily your... Your contribution to that—it's more industry at large. Like, would you say that seventy-five percent of the people who initiate make it through, or is it half?
0: I wouldn't Less? have an answer for that. Now it's no. just so all over the yes. place, right? Yes, yes, because some 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 people could make you know a lot of mistakes, and it'd be so. Once once an application is. Um, Refused. There are um, pathways for appeals if, if you know that there's, they think that they definitely, and we go to the tribunal. Then you go to the court. So there are, there are, there's, there's endless opportunities. And not all visas have that, but yes. So people keep trying. Those who want to be here, they keep trying. Well, that's good. I
1: think that's that's good encouragement because um, I mean sometimes rules are rules, and you could apply at a, with a certain, I guess, information package that uh-huh. you submitted. I mean, there's lots of things that are non-negotiable, like health, yes. health, uh... health, and
0: character. But then, there, yeah, there are some visas where um, there is room for health waivers. Um, not all visas, so there are. But character is quite a quite a strict one. Okay,
1: there's always, always a bit of a, <laughs> yes. a bit tongue in cheek because yes. um, Australia, the history, of course, um, yes. the history of being founded with convict, <laughs> convict blood, yes. and everything like that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah I guess nothing to really say on that. But do you feel like you need to educate? People that are close to the finish line about what life is like here. Yes. Is it just actually does that happen up front where you sort of say, look, just so you know, these yes. are the ins and outs of what real no. life is really like, or do, is it more at the end where it's more of a, like, a, like a settlement advice?
0: To be honest, nowhere. Okay. They've already made their decision. Okay. They just want to know if they're eligible or not. Ma- majority of the people have all. I have very. I, I I'm trying to think now. Um, I don't think so. That they have the only people who would. Um, who would think that way are people who come through general scale migration pathway and they don't have jobs. So they think about that. They do they do question how can you help me get a job? You know, you give them various, okay, go to recruiters, go to these websites and check for jobs. Because who are well settled overseas and they have to move from their country to here. They they need job security. Those are the ones. Um, the family migration have already decided, you know, they want to come here. Sometimes people that have visas granted they don't, they don't they don't even move they don't want to migrate they will they they're very well settled back home so
1: interesting yes interesting um, and I guess with the you're uh, you're your following the government's regulations that that do cha- change frequently absolutely would you we we mentioned about you you can sort of help anyone really navigate the Australian uh, immigration would your skill set be transferable say if somebody wanted to immigrate to like if it was a friend of friend and say, oh look, I really want to move to Canada. Can you help no, me out? No, it's like a totally different yes. game, right?
0: Yes, because absolutely. It's like almost like a, a so you you, you refer them to a Canadian migration agent. Okay. Well. Yeah, okay, that's neat. Yes, okay. and there's some some companies that have agents for every country there. So you know you don't you don't you're not eligible for here. You can try that country. Try that country. So. Australian migration agents can become a New Zealand advisor as well, New Zealand immigration advisor. Right, I'm not one.
1: Okay, and I should, we should we can mention that probably for people uh, that aren't totally aware. But yeah. um, so in being a permanent resident. And citizen of Australia, you can live and work in New Zealand, I think freely
0: once, I once you've got permanent residency
1: as, as, as yes. a permanent, once you're settled yes. and permanent residence yeah um, I guess just with the, the we've touched on the how it works, but are there any challenges with the industry like what makes your what makes your job hard or is it all roses uh
0: it, it, it is hard when um, um you know someone's eligible and then you lodge an expression of interest expression of interest you've still not been invited or not lodged something. And then their occupation goes off the list, or you know they turn forty-five and above, and they're not eligible anymore in that particular category, or uh, you know, um, and they're not, just not being invited because um, within their, uh, you know, at that stage, maybe like they're at ninety points, and only people with hundred points are being invited for a whole year. So there are a lot of people who don't get invited, and um, they miss the mark because of the age, because they, you know. So yes, it, it sometimes it's disappointing.
1: I guess it's that sympathetic. It's like uh, it's like nothing, nothing you can do. Uh, Life is life, and um, you know it's just adapting.
0: But but as a good migration agent, when you start the process, you sort of can a little bit foresee. So you do have plan B. Okay, if this doesn't work, okay, can we make the other person the main applicant? So we try everything. We try different pathways, and um, yeah.
1: Hmm. Uh, I guess it's probably worth mentioning, but I. Once, I mean, a lot of the people listening in may have established a business at one point, there are certain points in their career, or at least we're encouraging people to consider their skills and how they could form business. Is it, is there a case to say that if you form a business, successful business, that's uh, profitable? And is that something as a, because I can picture that the government would want people to come here and contribute to the economy, whether it's creating jobs and so on. Is that something that you you have some experience with or is it rare?
0: Business migration. I
1: suppose it's business migration, but we're talking about establishment of the the company itself. And like say, bringing a head office here, it might only be a company of five employees, but at least it's a business. Yes.
0: Invest. Yes. So you invest, invest in Australia. Yes. And every state has their own, it's a state, pathway as well so every state has their own um you know whatever um their own regular um, policies right and so um we look at each state and where they want to move and what sort of business do they want to and then we go you know backwards from there um so yeah people do move their businesses here as well or start new businesses here like they still have it in back they still have it back home and then come here and start maybe in queensland or in Tasmania, anywhere, but the state sponsors you for that. Like so, you, it's a state-nominated uh, pathway.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, that, that's good. That gives yeah. people a starting point to just uh, yes. explore. Because again, I think it's a, it's a fair, fairly fair, uh, fair game. That I think it's a genuine contribution to the society. Yes. Um, you know, it's that balance between is it a personal, uh, personal journey, or can there be a greater contribution where you can migrate? By migrating, it means that you can actually. Help more people, or yes. deliver a, a service that's in need, or something like that.
0: Absolutely, and and you know, um, migration brings in diversity. It brings in um, knowledge from different parts of the world that can be applied in Australia, or or even you know, in a small town. Um, like a chef might you know moves to a little town and starts um, their own cuisine restaurant, which people have not tried before, and then so it's just um, adding on to adding value to that little place as well. So. Um, it does bring in. Uh, it has its benefits. That's
1: neat, and I, I obviously, maybe it goes probably without saying mm-hmm. so much. But you've got the skilled migration list, which evolves. I mean, yes. that's essentially that's what they're talking about. Somebody's in charge of that list, and yes. they're looking out for the balance of society. And, Absolutely, you we've know, got a severe lack of, you know, this one. Pr- yes. this one trade, and of course, you can. And then also, they're trying to build up local skills, right? Yes, maybe the, the schools need to be training more chefs. And, yes. But, in the meantime,
0: yes, in the meantime, that gap is filled by migration and um and there's occupational ceilings, right, so they know how many needed in each occupation, so in in general skill migration, there's occupational ceilings, okay, so you know, like say thousand chefs i'm I'm just giving it's not that, but yeah, yeah, so that's so once that gets filled up for one financially year. Then you're in the queue for the next year. Ah,
1: okay. So it's really like a quota based?
0: Yes, yes. Ah. They're called occupational ceilings. Occupational ceilings. Yes. Okay, it's
1: a nice little (laughs) keyword. Yes. Jot that one down. Yeah, yeah, look, I mean, that that does help maybe get a feel. So now we've sort of come full circle around like maybe just what's the general feeling? Like, is it, we don't need to get into political stuff, but um, is the word on the street, are people generally understanding of migrational policies? And, you know, like are, are immigrants welcomed with open arms?
0: They are, Regardless yes.
1: of background and and things. They, are. Or, well, they
0: have their challenges when they come over, they have their challenges because they don't have a big network of family or friends and you know they've got to start their life all over again. Um, if they have children, they have to children have to go to a new system of education at school. So they, it comes with these challenges coming into a new country that they're gonna call home. So they, they have that in mind. They're yeah. ready for that challenge. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's neat. Yes. And I, I can, I can say firsthand about that. I mean, there's you come with an open mind, but then it's sort of what's waiting for you on the other end of that, and you just, you just don't know. I mean, and there's um, people from different ethnic backgrounds that will choose a different name, for example, because they, they think they want to just, they just want to show that they're willing to make an effort to assimilate. And
0: yes, yes, people do that. Um, I think, and they probably think it's easier for other people to, you know, pronounce those names. And um, but um, some people you know some people choose to do that and, and it's a very personal choice
1: i guess maybe i can share just because yes. people might find it a bit unusual and funny so I, I again have gone through this journey of immigrating and uh again do all the research and some of it was in forums yes. i might admit so probably not the most trusted uh yes. network but But
0: if if an agent's giving advice there, they write their migration agent number and that that would be professional advice. They would know what they're talking about. It's only if other people are giving. And sometimes people only talk about uh, times, like I've been waiting for an application for two months or three. So you sort of get an idea. So it's not, I'm not, I'm not rejecting. Sure. uh,
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's just the world of information, right? Yes, absolutely. Nothing to say on the internet is always 100% correct. But um, if they're, that's a good point. If they're uh, professionals that are putting them out with a professional registration number yes um that's a generous service that they're doing it's essentially guidance um that can be relied on but i guess in my case it was just a obviously english country moving to another english country generally some familiarity between cultures um but even then i was thinking you know i don't want to land here and be at a disadvantage and i really felt that and i had had some friends from different countries in canada who had actually gone under a different name. They really just were trying to assimilate and be welcomed into the job force. Because again, it's all about the priority. And um, it was at the point where I luckily, you know, we moved here and it was like, okay, day one, day two, day three, you're looking to get established a house. or you Absolutely. Know, We're talking an apartment, one bedroom apartment um, in the middle of like right next to the train station because you literally don't know where you're going. Um, and then, you know, on and on and then work. So you're trying to get established with work, assuming that's, a big priority for people um and applying for jobs there's all these sort of what you uh, may be called life hacks but little tips and tricks and it was um a case where I I was concerned that my name would be a little bit not Aussie enough. <laughs> so the Scott. name the name's Scott, right? <laughs> yes. And I'm and I'd heard a bit of this um okay well the UK people from the UK and Aussies they kind of have this battle. Maybe it's a sporting origin or they kind of uh, yeah. you know this is how it's a bit of a friendly rivalry yes. but it's fair to say like perhaps maybe a UK person might be disadvantaged. We're talking like for like uh, same skill same, same skill yeah. but it's what what shows up on paper, right? Yes. Um, this is before social media profiles were like, you know, everyone's jumping around and looking online. But yeah, it's like the headline on the resume and it's the name. And I, I thought, well, interesting. And I heard about nicknames. It's like, oh, well, Scott doesn't really have a nickname. And if it does. Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. I'm like, uh, I don't know. seems a bit yes. a, a bit off. So I'm like, well, let's just try it and, and experiment. I put up um, I, I was 10 job, 10 job applications, um, one with my first name and one with my middle name and uh, which was middle names robert and i was thinking well Rob, Bravo, uh, and, and it was foreign right totally strange but like you're desperate to get established and it was um, sure enough all the job offers uh, the interviews came under that name and, Really? yeah and so that was like instant feedback and it was stark and drastic and i thought Oof.
0: but didn't, didn't it didn't have your qualifications which would have been from canada
1: Everything. We're just talking about like a, a name, okay. literally. So it's an A-B test. It's like a marketing okay. thing. So everything's the same references. Of course, it. you address those things as they come across. You know, yes. you do a job reference. they are going to call in you now. Yes. Who are you asking for? Yeah. You're
0: just talking about the name. Yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah. you do. But it actually followed through where um, because you've met people in social situations, that was the name. That name was I still have business contacts with that name to this day. Oh. Um, so it's interesting that it's the sacrifice, I think, was where I'm going with this is what yes. what are people willing to do? And just so people can get a sense of how important it is to um, like what you're giving up. And also there's, a, I think there's a settlement period where it's like critical. Like I've heard of people who do the visa, they land here and they just can't settle in. They just can't make the life uh, connections work. So that's why I was curious about your experience yeah, with that. Cause,
0: Cause you know, when you come here, that's that initial high, right? You get that high and then you start missing everybody back home and that it's that, that's with anywhere you go right um that they teach us as an international student. is so when you come here you're like so excited and it's it's you reach that peak that oh my god this is what i wanted to do and then you start missing home so that goes down and how to come back up again like at least all, you know May. so um you, you learn and and then you form this community around you and um you work with them and they become so being here 22 23 years um the, the community around me is uh, friends friends who become family now. That's so, yeah. and 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 gradually you work through that process. But in terms of migrant, you think about it before you, you know, you think about that before moving. Um,
1: definitely. And there's yes. definitely an appreciation for it. Like you said, it's super, super high. Um, and it's just, it's a significant thing. I think people, it's a life stage or it's a life yes. moment, right? Just Absolutely. like getting married or... Um, or or any any significant milestones yes. so.
0: and and it depends at what stage of your life you're moving as well, you know if you're coming single like you know when I came up you were by yourself um you know you have to but if you come you know as someone who has children they've got more adjust, adjustments to make as well, so
1: definitely. Well, that's yes. neat. Oh, that's it's a neat little nice. view on life. So maybe back to yourself. I mean, you would be on your own life journey of uh, things. Yes. I mean, where do you feel you're you're at? You've, you've established this business. Yes. Um. It's a it's a very personal. Yes. Business, which I can imagine very fulfilling yes. in that yes. front. Um. Yeah. Do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? Or are you more of like it's a community contributor? How do you uh, qualify yourself in terms uh, of? The-
0: a blend of everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> a blend of everything. Um, so um, I am a con- community contributor as well. I, I love being part of the Gold Coast, the greater community as well. Um, and uh, th- as this, I keep repeating, as this is home, it is, you know, you just you just belong here, and whatever in whatever way you can contribute back, um, that that should be the goal, right? Mm.
1: And uh, is it the type of thing where your role does it become? I don't know high profile at some case or is it the network do you have to make an effort to network and no the, to me
0: it comes naturally
1: uh-huh. and and be in the community what kind yes. of like what kind of activities are connecting you with people
0: um so um uh obviously um uh, being from an indian background you know connecting with the indian community um we celebrate festivals and rituals together um and um you know i'm part of i've got twins i'm part of the gold coast multiple birth community um doing things with them so that makes me <clears throat> excuse me that makes me uh you know understand everyone else's journey who's had twins So you could be part you know my kid's school community where a mum I'm a mum and um I um, you know hang around with the other mums, so it's just whatever you okay. you know little places that you can belong to. My, you know, I live in a high rise, so the high rise community, That's people right. you see every day. Um, so it's uh, it, the word community is very general in in terms when I use it, it's very generalized. Like it it could be anything. It could be it could be mums together. It could be. Um, the friends together it could be you know um, of, of a certain ethnicity and then celebrating things that you have always celebrated since you since you were born so just connecting with diff at different levels
1: that's that's neat and it it sounds so natural to hear you say that and yes. of course it seems i'm like yeah of course but then i think it's worth pointing out that um it, it takes the opposite i mean you can have that attitude but it takes the op- other end of that for people to just that to be well accepted and for the community to be open to it yes, um, and for those things to be available. And it reminds me of, I think it was episode five, uh, Nick, uh, Nick, the architect, um, he was, he'd immigrated from Denmark and, uh, and origins, he spent some time in the UK and he was comparing Australia to the UK. And I think even with all the efforts and settling in and um, orientation, it was just that, that on the other end of it, even his willingness to to reach out like that there was on the other end, it was sort of like, well, you're not really from here. And um it was really hard to establish social so I, constructs. I because
0: I went to university, I went to university on the Gold Coast with Scandinavian, there was more Scandinavians that you know so um you learn and and when you've left home you've le- you've you've left home to learn about other cultures and and backgrounds as well. so um you've not left home to you know just hold on to what you have you've 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 come out to to learn from other people as well. So you've got to be giving to receive as well. Um, you know, it's not like I've always celebrated Christmas, even back home in India. So uh, you, you celebrate with your, with your friends here and they celebrate with you as well. Oh, that's neat. Yes. So you've, you've, it's, 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 it has to work both ways.
1: Right. Right. I mean, there is definitely a, a kinship there between the country of India and Australia. And I mentioned this before.
0: Cricket. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, it's an absolute learning for me. I don't know cricket, the sport. I mean, I know it to recognize it now and it's very popular, but, um, what um, does sport play a role? What's the, what's the binding? Is is it just historical? Um, I think
0: everything. awareness of the two countries. Yeah, I think everything. Um, I mean, um, India and Australia are are in a very good friendship role at the moment. You know, both the both the country heads are um, making uh, progress there. Um, but being being here as an Aussie Indian, right? Um, what I what I thrive on is we, we when when you have friendships here you sh- um with with anyone else like with Australians um, it's about your journey you share your journey they share j- their journey and majority of the people majority of the people are who've travelled are very interested to learn and go back to that again it and you just have to find those right people there's some people who regardless of where you are from they wouldn't want to because they're so well settled they you know they they're well set in their ideas and they wouldn't learn from maybe somebody from another state as well so you've just got to find the right people around you
1: yeah that's neat um, yes. <laughs> and, and there are some there are some uh things that bring people together like i think there's
0: food brings people was-
1: together <laughs> You beat me to it. Absolutely beat
0: me to it. What brings people together?
1: There was a festival in Sydney. You spent some time in Sydney, right?
0: Uh, no. Oh,
1: okay. I, um... Oh, your, your employer was was based in Sydney, yes, I yes. think. Yeah. There's a... I think it was called Paramasala, which is like yes, a... Yes, in uh, Parramatta. In Parramatta. And it was... I used to live there. Yes. Um, and it was great. I mean, it was just food, but it was just like... It saved you the trip. Like, I yes. mean... They all everything they kind of recreated um, lots of different aspects of uh, yes. Indian culture and food and like
0: yes and and you know even on the Gold Coast like there's a holy festival a festival of colours on the 28th of March in uh, in Southport, oh, yes. um, the tickets are being sold for that. I'm I'm attending that event as well, so we're celebrating it with Gold Coast is that, uh, gonna, in Broadwater.
1: I'm going to be a little bit naive, yes. but is that with all the the powdered yes. the smoke? Yes. It's not yes. smoke, but it's some kind of dye.
0: Yes, is it's that... like you know the colour they use for colour run. Have you, uh, I've it, been to, it, yeah, the it, same colour.
1: Okay, but it's so Color Run is different. Yes, Um, but this
0: is an actual festival that, you know, that has uh, um, origins uh, from from a religious background. And um, yes, so um, if that's being celebrated. So gradually the community is growing and there's there's, uh, bigger celebrations on the Gold Coast now.
1: Mm, mm, That's neat. I mean, again, there'll be lots of uh maybe it's i don't know if it's pop culture but people are aware of like bollywood yes. and people have traveled to india i think that's my main observation here is that people will tell me oh have you traveled yeah i have oh i've been to india it was fantastic i'm like wow to me that's on the list of countries i would of course love to go but i would need to get up and prepare and mentally understand where do you even go like where do you start uh, yes. so it, so it's, it's one of those country. it's, it's
0: a, like europe it's uh, you know which country would you go to first <laughs> yeah
1: and you know you, there's like um cultural experiences and there's like city and you know it's i mean i've done asia and that was my first expansion yeah. like let's come to australia and that'll give me a chance to at least hop on a plane and go around to to the asian, asian countries, countries yes. and then you figure out oh yeah i can i can manage this yes I, I mean it depends on your sense of adventure but. yes <laughs> I <was gonna> say. <laughs> so what um the travel piece do you feel like aussies are well informed about india like in terms of just going in and, and going over and exploring there on the ground
0: um, most most people are aware, you know, with technology now. Every you know, most people are aware. Um, some people have travelled. Uh, a lot of people do want to travel. They just want they just want to find the right time to travel, right? Um, and where they want to go to, because a lot of people who want to go to India, they want to go see certain places. So they they're like, okay, I want to see, go see the Taj. You know, so they, they've they've decided, and the people do go go visit, and you know, I've I've had people who've talked to me about it, and then gone and then come back and shared their story as well. So
1: yeah, oh, that's neat. Yes. The one thing that um brought me into into understanding, I guess, actually, just working with uh, professional Indian uh, Indians uh, yes. as in either engineers, computer developers, there's lots of sort of the professional network, yes. which is interesting. Like it's yes. a real powerhouse in terms of intellectual property and, and, and they're very nimble with development. Like yes. <laughs> they will, uh, they'll just tell you that they can do something and you know, then there's a journey around actually, um, uh, getting, a pro- managing a project, just like any any yes. project. But, um, is that something you are familiar with? Like, uh, the whole, I guess, India's strengths, like I, we don't need to get too much into it, but yes. do you feel like India is in a position of, of strength with regards to, I don't know, resources or. We, India exports and, knowledge. Knowledge, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Huge knowledge base. Um, um, you know, even, even what I deal with migration, yeah, very skilled, highly skilled people. Um, English is a forte as well, you know, but most, most in, Indians are bi or multilingual as well. So um, is,
1: is it a sense that that, that knowledge, are you, are you saying the knowledge is shared and exported or are we, we're talking about people? So the yes. people are actually being skilled and educated and then that value is actually moving to a different country? Mm,
0: so, yeah, as well. Okay. As well so yeah that is moving as well Yeah, obviously yes.
1: there's a portion of that right now, yes. and that makes sense and they would be pursuing their own career paths and yes i imagine that's quite uh is it is there a negative stigma about leaving india for no, example no. it's it's is it seen as a a nice um career move
0: it, it, or it's family move person yeah it's a personal choice right personal choice. yeah it like you moved from canada it's your, it was your personal choice right and, i mean we, we're Almost equivalent countries, uh, but you still chose 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 to move to Australia. Yeah,
1: I was just curious mm-hmm. about the, I guess, the family ties and and the loyalties and that kind of thing. Yeah, um,
0: can you can they you still maintain? We still maintain. I still a... see family almost every, except for COVID times, right? We yeah. So they're very strong, and then eventually people do try to bring like a lot of my clients who've migrated, they bring their parents over. Right. you know the parents migrate as well with them so they bring and then they bring extended family as well so yes so
1: it's like expanding horizons basically yes. and and perhaps just being a global um, yes. yeah.
0: and and they, you know the ones who are doing well they even send money back home
1: that is so, yes
0: they even send so it's not like you know they're here and so they they help out um a, a lot of times migration is um to I don't know if that's right, elevate your lifestyle or, or exploring for more um, and a betterment of life. Um, and um, once they've achieved a certain level, then they see what can we do now? Can we go help back home? Can we bring everybody, you know? So it's neat.
1: Yes, That's neat. And you've had, uh, we were chatting a bit about that before, but you have some, like you would have had a hometown that you grew up in.
0: Yes. Uh, so I come from up in the mountains, a town called Shimla. It used to be British summer capital of India. So it is one of the most uh, sought after holiday destinations in India. Um, we usually have white Christmas every year. Snow. Yes, it snows up there.
1: So summer destination, good weather? Is that what um,
0: you're saying? Yes. um yeah, summer is good weather. Yeah, winters is snow. And you got snow. Yes. Snow's in the winter.
1: Okay. Um and then so is that the type of thing you still would stay connected to that particular region? Yes, so,
0: yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Wow. I go go almost every year back
1: home. I if, I think and I think you mentioned you, you had done some with uh, relations with the school and just giving back yes. personally yourself, right? Yes.
0: So um about 17, uh, seventeen, eighteen years ago, I um um, decided that I wanted to give back so I, uh, there's a girls' school government girls' school up in the mountains in a village um and I give scholarship uh, to that school and uh, every time I go there um I speak to the girls um you know and uh, help donate some things to the school like a library I've done uh, books for the library before and art um you know art supplies for the art room so uh yeah it's just just a little little give back to the community back home
1: that's that's neat i mean i i uh, obviously it's it's interesting for people to evaluate how could they contribute obviously not everyone's in a position, whether it's financially and so on, but in in many ways
0: yes you right. can you can do a little you don't have to do something very big, just a little bit, but it's um whatever's your calling whatever's your so i I strongly believe in you know that if I could change that one life um you know to inspire girls from an entire grade. Okay, I want to achieve that. I want to get that prize. I uh, I'll work harder for it. So, That's it's neat. just, you know, helping them achieve that.
1: That's neat. Uh just I'm not really big with quotes, but the one that jumps to mind is um so it was a successful I think uh, actor was saying, you know, if you've been sort of blessed with success and uh it's your your duty to send the send the elevator back down yes. for those uh Yes. Uh, and
0: and and I'm you know, nowhere success set in, in in that main successful, but everyone can do a little bit, maybe, you know, sacrifice a coffee or something uh, every day and uh, it can can go a long way.
1: That's neat. Um, And and even closer to home here. So there's been, even just in recent times, we were looking at some of the recognition you've got, which is, I know you're probably humble about it, but, um, you know, it was essentially top 10 uh, recognition, local publication that was looking at, um, you know, what's happening with uh, Indian Australian women, yes, and I uh, even recognized the top ten with the in the in the personal category individual for um business community awards, so I thought that was quite uh
0: yes that, uh, fantastic I, yes the finalist for finalist. yes Australian business community awards,
1: and is that something that you had um you had followed or was it did someone ha- did someone approach you with mm, that?
0: it's someone nominated and then yes and oh. applied yes,
1: that's really neat, and does that bring you closer? does it help you um achieve anything particular on your personal mission in life? Or is it, is it a bit of a, a celebration you can say, you know what, that's neat that uh, people I, can acknowledge that?
0: Yes. And and I think, um, it, it, you know, acknowledgement uh, inspires you even more. So you, you you think then it makes you realize, okay, I'm doing the right thing. And you continue doing even bigger and better.
1: Okay. Yes. Well, and, and that's neat. So are you... Yes. Uh, a bigger and better thinker, in a sense that, like, are are you a trajectory looking at a certain big plan where you need to be in a certain number of years ahead, or do you take it as it comes?
0: Take it as it comes, but but very big. Optim, I'm very optimistic. Okay. Very optimistic, and um, I draw my inspiration from other people as well, people around me, um, and and um, I I'd like to inspire other people as well. So mutual mutual benefit beneficial for everyone oh that's
1: neat yeah so what would you say is on the on the horizon for you so you know just uh, about you know you've got your, your family life girls are probably growing up and yes. lots of fun there um yeah i mean you've got your your professional world You your community yes. levels like is it is it all equal parts or is there is an area that you want to pursue it's just interesting to see where people are who've done a lot and been recognized especially um and is it the point where you just say you know what i'm going to enjoy life or is it something more intrinsic where you'd say, I still have this, this little piece. I'd love to go in this direction. It's more of a curiosity.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I want to keep doing that balance of work and uh, work in, you know, uh, the community work that I do. It's uh, I want to keep that balance forever. Like there's I, there's nothing I want to change right now.
1: That's neat. Contentment. Yes. I, yes. I do. I think it's really perhaps rare. And it, yes. it it's... It's just different to everyone. I, yes. I it's, it's a more of a. I feel like this is a little research project for us because <laughs> you get a real feel for. Um, at, at one point, you would have had very clear. I would call stretch goals. You know, I'm here. I need to study. Yes. Or I want to shift my career and, and reset um, yes. after the family uh, commitment that you, you've been doing. So lots of things there, but at the moment, it's content. Yes, That's there neat. is. There is. That's neat. Yes. Um, one of the fascinating things again about. Indian Australian culture would be the awareness of like you know Hollywood productions in film, and you kind of had that neat story where you think you're working in surface paradise
0: yes so uh, um when when I graduated from uni um I just um it was just a coincidence i I started working in the film industry because I got introduced to it by an Indian actor, and um away um I worked for um a production company based in Fox Studios in Sydney called Films and Casting Temple. And um, we shot around Queensland. I primarily, you know, because I was based, Gold Coast based around Queensland, uh, TV commercials, films. And I absolutely enjoyed. Um, uh, Bollywood has a lot of uh, foreign locations, you know, in, in in singing and dancing part of it as well. So, and, and Australia's got so many beautiful locations to show, showcase to the rest of the world. And um, a, lot, a lot has been shot here. And uh, that... Um again, um in more recent times, a the dollar being strong, a uh, very recently as well. And then COVID so you know, not not a lot of people are but Hollywood's thriving on the Gold Coast right now.
1: You mean regular Hol- like Hollywood like Yes, Hollywood from, films, from, from yes, they
0: yes, they're coming to Queensland and shooting and um I hear Julia Roberts is coming next. Ooh. Yes. Um and I, um, I maybe George Clooney, I'm I'm not sure, but Julia Roberts is what stands out. Yeah. So yes. Oh, well. They're coming to shoot as well in Queensland. So um the film industry is doing very well on in Queensland.
1: Yeah, it does, it does make sense. I mean, it, i think you look at what makes um communities thrive and you know, it's a destination, so people come for tourism for their own yes. benefit. And get out on the water and lots of great things here, eat yeah. nice restaurants. But then yeah, there's this whole bigger uh production. So we've yes. got um facilities for and that Yes, yes. There's, there's
0: infrastructure and talent. That's what I was gonna say. There's infrastructure and talent and um, and uh, that's what um, Hollywood's coming for.
1: Neat. So do you get tempted back into that world at all? Is that-
0: yes, I am part of uh, something that's gonna be announced soon, Ooh. yes. Um, a, a relationship between Australia, India, and films. Um, and working on that, um, again, um, I'm only um, helping someone, someone else leading the project, but working on that uh, right now. And uh, there'll be more films, um being shot here and and australian films being shot in india so both mutual uh, relationship we're going to progress further
1: fantastic Oh, well, that's really neat um look what well, we definitely covered a lot um you know migration picture how it is right now is it are we is there a uh, a path is it still uncertain times or is there a path back to normal normalcy for people that are in the, in a migration process
0: at the moment? it depends when the borders is open um you know um I'm, this is just my understanding or assumption um by the time all of, we, they say by October Australians will whoever wants to be vaccinated will be vaccinated so maybe the borders open then and then you know um if they're going to still allow visitors to come in even you know after the the quarantine process is still going to be in place but they're going to allow so there'll be then opportunities more opportunities for to lodge visas and um yeah, so we just have to wait and see. Yeah, but for, this is th- what I can foresee.
1: <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. First things first, exactly right. I yes. think everyone's waiting, and every country has different restrictions. But yeah, yes. essentially, we're just waiting for the uh, the official word, and then there'll be regular travel. But then, of course, the government will probably have to have a good look at the balance of things. Yes, and because uh, you
0: can't way. close the borders forever. If, if at, at some stage there has to be maybe a soft opening.
1: Yeah, some you know, some. Because yes.
0: because of... I don't know how there's still Australian citizens and permanent residents stranded overseas, you know, and because there's limited numbers that can come in every week, um, so not everyone's has come back. Um, so they need to come in first. People need to come back home first. So there there are people they are people in queues, and once that's settled, yeah, then for people from outside, yes,
1: it's t- it's difficult, right? This is uh, there would be a huge uh i guess equilibrium everyone's trying to get back in balance right there'd yes. be a, there'd be a waiting list and exactly yes. right you t- people uh, the citizens permanent residents they've been trying to get back on the planes just aren't there or yes tricky tricky um yes. well i guess it's a good word for you know people to uh good on them for being so patient and yes. trying you know, that's <laughs> the good word i guess trying to live in the moment and you know
0: it's unprecedented time definitely. so everyone's got to you know re- everyone's learning everyone's learning and um adjusting to it so
1: mm. in the meantime I think it's good to stay connected with those around yes. you and, and you know take a good look at uh, uh what you do have and, and you know especially the community piece I thought that was quite fascinating that you um have have built this this neat little network which is yes. uh, it it serves lots of things but it's just uh, I feel like a really interesting Oh, probably fulfilling pillar in your yes, life yeah absolutely um wonderful well look i appreciate all the feedback on that is there if people want to follow along like do you put a lot of public information out there you've got your company yes uh, so i've
0: got a facebook page sure. um that people can follow can you and just tell us what follow.
1: that is for those listening in just uh, for,
0: uh, for um for facebook about australia migration so they can they can look that up and they can uh, follow my page Great. Um there's um, information out there i do share regularly
1: um wonderful i'll just spell that it's abode a b o d e like as in the home yep.
0: home yes lovely well, this for those who want to call australia home
1: excellent perfect um well excellent we'll definitely get those links out there people can join on and again this episode uh, gives you a chance to comment and uh perhaps just just give your opinion on uh you know what you think is um interesting and dynamic about the space so yes. thanks very much for your contribution Seema.
0: thank you for your time scott right, thank you for this thank you again
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Aussie Ambitions podcast. We appreciate your support and welcome your input. So if there is a topic that you would like to see covered, please let us know via our website, AussieAmbitions.com, or any of our social media accounts, and please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go. And if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch.